Welcome to the Mysteries of the Feeling Realm, a podcast where we explore our relationship to our feelings, to these vibrations and sensations that are constantly moving through us, but that we have so much judgment on and we are desperately trying to heal. So what if the feeling realm is profoundly misperceived? So join us, Cole and Lorella, as we explore this terrain and what it might feel like to befriend and welcome every single drop of your experience in a relaxed and kind and deeply receptive body. So as you can probably tell, we are shifting gears in the way that we speak. So we thought we would do a little introduction so that you have a sense of where we are going and why we would be doing that. That's right. And um, particularly because we're going to be speaking quite slowly. I love that introduction, by the way. (laughs) That's Cole on guitar. Oh, thank you, darling. And uh, yes, and... um, So we decided that it would be good to start in a normal pace because what's coming next comes from different realm, comes from the mysteries of the feeling realm, which is much slower and much deeper than than conscious awareness. Actually, that's how I came to realize that my whole life I wasn't actually feeling even so I thought I was feeling, until this feeling around fully... Re- oh, I was going to cry now. <laughs> <laughs> he does a lot. <laughs> but it's like a, it's a crying, it's like a crying of my heart, you know, because it's mm. such a, it was such a gift to enter into onto this realm. It was like I just did not know it existed. And what I called my feelings were actually not my feelings. They were just my thoughts about feelings. Yeah. So yeah. when this came, it was um, so profound to to be introduced to something absolutely brand new. Mm. But one of the qualities of this realm is speed, mm. and that is very slow. Yeah. And actually, that what trained me to speak slower. Yeah, and you'll be going into that a little bit in the podcast. Yeah, so there is something here, like when we talk about feelings, we're actually speaking about the vibrations and sensations that are beneath the the experience that we're currently having. So we interchange Mm -hmm. the words emotion and feelings. You know, emotions are fast, they're reactive, they're very strong, they have a very strong connection to our past Mm -hmm. and we are very caught up in them and we're very identified to them and we label them very clearly and we have a sense of what they are. Whereas in the feeling realm, they do not have labels. They Mm. are, they're actually vibrations and sensations that we sense with both the physical and the energetic body. And it's the way that we're meeting them, we 
which is actually causing the problem. But we're just doing a little intro. It's hard for us mm. not to go on, isn't it? We, it's very hard. Yeah. <laughs> so we just we've already recorded the podcast, but we realised that it would be such a like a shift in your pace, and that mm. you may not be able to make a transition unless we introduced this to you of mm. why you would want to go at this pace and like how can we help you make that transition Mm. first of all listening with the body like we're so used to like listening to so much content with the mind that it could even be annoying Mm -hmm. to go slowly so we're really inviting you to drop into the body and to really feel what we're saying without necessarily even understanding it Mm. So just see if, you know, if you can actually allow your feeling body to meet ours. Mm. And maybe I say what inspired me to want to do this podcast with you, because I was listening to one of your podcasts and um, what was quite interesting that while I was listening to it, I could not really fully relate to some of the things you were saying. However... The next day, I had such an experience. I had such, like it dawned on me. Mm. And I like to stress this in here too, that it might not make sense while we're talking, Mm. but because the feeling body is so slow, it might take a day or even three days, and suddenly it will just kick in. You'll go like, oh, I can hear what they're talking about. Mm. So... That was very inspiring because on a day I wasn't really sure that I could follow it, but in a few days it really hit me deep and really stayed with me. And I like when things stay with me. You know when you watch a good movie and then a few days later you go like, God, that movie really went in somewhere, really moved something, a good quality feelings in me right and uh, so yeah it is a very different dimension and one of the main reasons that Cole and I are doing this podcast is because we are both like lovers of the feeling realm Mm -hmm. like we just love the feeling realm so much we came into it through completely different traditions through completely different explorations through completely different feeling bodies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm completely overwhelmed in my feeling body. They always have been so strong. Whereas for Cole, he was coming down to feel. He wanted to feel mm. his feelings. So this podcast, we're actually having a conversation and we're learning each other's, not modality, but we're listening to each other's journey and each other's inspirations as ways of learning. For ourselves because Cole ignites like he'll just say something for me that will I'll be like oh I'll take that into my body and I'll play with it mm-hmm. and I give him like messages from the feeling realm that he doesn't know that will support and inspire his journey and in that process we hope that it ignites something mm-hmm. for you and illuminates something because this realm is not the realm of thinking. In fact, if your mind comes with you, the gateway closes. Mm, it's true, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, so what we're doing is a bit unusual. So kind of like, you know, allow yourself to meander with us. And what we're doing is unscripted. We are feeling for what is alive and we're following it. So that's happening within our bodies and it's happening between our bodies. Mm. And you might sense when that starts to happen throughout the podcast. So is there anything else that you want to share, Cole, or maybe, you know, what for you is the absolute peace that you would like to convey? Do you want to just give across as a quick gift? Be open to complete unknown and unexpected realm. Mm. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, well, that's a really good one because the feeling realm, like we don't know how to rest down this deeply. We don't. We don't even know that it's a possibility. And Mm. when we touch it, it's like, no, really, I can't. I'm not. Am I really allowed to be that relaxed? Like Mm. that. That would be for me. Meeting the feeling realm because I was so strong in the feeling body. And we were piercing into the feeling Mm. body to understand it. And it wasn't until I learned to completely shift my attention off the feelings and into the depths of the ocean and receive the feeling at its incredibly subtle vibration Mm. that things started to open for me. Yeah. And I love watching you doing this because I can physically see that you've re-entered mm-hmm. into the realm of feeling just then. Mm. It's just so visible. It actually shapeshifts you, like your face becomes different and suddenly everything becomes a little bit more wavy <laughs> as if yeah. and flowing rather than sequential and timely. <laughs> And precise, (laughs) you know, and I think you're right. Like in order for us to speak it, we need to be in connection with it in Mm. our body. And therefore we, we just naturally will speak slower. Mm. So anyway, we're going to just keep coming back here, but we just wanted to do a little introduction. We can never do anything little and help you transition into the speed that we're just about to go into now. Mm. So enjoy. And I hope you stay with us and, um, yeah, don't drive while you listen. Okay. (laughs) Enjoy. Well, the feeling realm is definitely very mysterious. And I guess we could start with what does that evoke for you, Cole? Well, like on a deepest level for me is that um, emergence of non-projected feelings or ideas onto my feeling realm but stepping back and allowing the mysteries of feelings to reveal themselves to me. Not like going into my feeling realm, but stepping back and allowing it to bless me with its 
mysteries. What about you? Well, I like what you say about how we project onto feelings and how they just don't have room to breathe. They don't have room to reveal themselves because we we are labeling them as they move and as they move through our bodies unconsciously we are already like perceiving them in very particular and narrow ways. Mm-hmm. So we either blend with them and what I mean by that is if a sensation moves through us and has what we perceive a negative tone to it, we might become that tone. So if we are sensing a vibration that feels like doubt, mm. we might fall into that feeling and move with that feeling in a particular way that is so deeply habitual. So we become it, we merge with it, and we move it mm. in a particular direction. We, we grasp onto it. And similarly, like a movement will move through us that we don't particularly like. And before we're even aware of it, we're actually blocking it or mm. bracing against it. Pretending it's not there, contracting in our bodies. And so these ways that we are perceiving feelings actually restricts their movement and allows us only to meet that vibration in incredibly narrow ways. So we don't open to the mystery. We don't mm-hmm. make space for these vibrations because we are so completely on top of them where we our bodies are so rigid and we have these very narrow views of what feelings are we're incredibly influenced by our current perception of the feeling body as something very negative something that we need to fix something we need to get rid of We're very influenced by the lens of psychotherapy and psychology and even a lot of spiritual traditions that Mm. see feelings really negatively like they are the cause of our suffering, Mm. which is an incredible misperception. And therefore, when they move, we are already relating to them and fixing them as problematic. And just that in itself, that way that we perceive them as negative, the way that we move with them or against them in our bodies means that they behave in very restricted and predictable ways that like make them look like they're a problem. It sort of continues this negative mm. perception of them. So yeah, we don't get to experience the mystery because we're not relating to them as divine energies. Mm. Yeah. That they are, eh? They are so divine. 
Yeah. I remember in my early days, it was like feeling that we don't even discuss it. It was like a burden on me. And then step by step learning how incredible they are. Mm. And uh, yeah, like you said, the divine. Mm. I mean, you might even want to speak a little bit about what was your journey. I mean, we have very different feeling bodies, you and I. Mm. And we have had very different traditions that influenced us, that we have been exploring through or that have held us, that have given us particular views, that have really supported us to inquire into and Mm. experience these sensations and vibrations very differently. So let's let's start with you, Cole. (laughs) How have feelings revealed themselves to you? Well, being a musician originally, you know, playing classical guitar my whole life, that naturally made me feel, but I wasn't aware of it as such. And then one day I was doing this test, some kind of NLP something, and uh, I found out that I was highly visual, highly auditory, and only very little kinesthetic, which means feeling. And whoever was suggesting that test said, you know, if you are, if you want to be a balanced person, you need to evolve the ones that are, that you are a little bit behind. And since feelings were so low, I started going like, okay, I need to really look into this feeling realm. And it was suggested to speak slowly. Mm. And I was speaking so fast. I was always in a hurry to achieve everything in my life. And then from day to day, I just went so slow. We went slower than this. And just slowing down, I've brought up incredible space for the feelings to join in with my thinking and with my hearing. Mm. But I spent months talking extremely slowly. So that was my beginning. I mean, you were already in kind of spiritual communities weren't you kind of devoted to inquiry so it also allowed you to mm, but this was way before that even. Oh, wow. this was my like beginning oh, awesome. my first little glimpses oh. and then I go oh my god there's so much there then I came across um, some spiritual teachings that were actually directly feeling oriented, but they were also had that God element to it that was 
let's get real with God. Let's just really find out what it is. And uh, yeah, then I realized that deeper I went, the more mysterious and more divine those feelings became. First I had to go through this layer, like a crust I call it, of the feelings we know. Now the one we named, we call them names. Like emotions, yeah, anger, and yep. sadness. Sadness and grief and mm-hmm. shame and mm-hmm. all those, eh? And then, then I realized some of them were more emotions and some of them more like the feelings. I could feel the difference between them. But then uh, something quite amazing happened that I went past through this crust and fell into this mysterious realm that it was, for me, it was divine. Mm. The divine union. I had the divine union with my feelings and within myself was the holy union. And then... uh, these divine feelings begin to be informative. They they show me what they were by feelings, by experiences. So they were more vibration, sensation, because that resonates with mm. my tradition, which is a Buddhist mm. tradition where emotions are more the formations. They're kind of all these stories and yep. they're very strong, they're very clear we respond we're in them in a very strong way whereas feelings Mm -hmm. in buddhism is more the vibrations of you know pleasant unpleasant and neutral and it's just Mm -hmm. prior to perception so they're actually the unnamed sensations that are underneath and that is a very different experience Right there, we're talking about exactly the same thing. Yeah. And then I find out that most of it had a lot to do with the way my mind was perceiving and being open to them. Mm-hmm. So your attitude towards them was changing it. Completely. Yeah, from mm-hmm. punitive and rejective and controlling, not allowing feelings to be what they really wanted to be. I think most of the work, if there was any, was with my mind to prepare it from a thinking mind into presence. I learned how to be present with my feelings. How do you do that? Like just kind of just that little piece. How do you do that? How do you prepare your mind? What does it feel like? Mm -hmm. What's the difference between Mm. when you're meeting them in a punitive way and when you're meeting them with this depth of presence? Mm. Well, it was kind of like a dislodging my mind from its fixed position, mm-hmm. viewpoints, dislodging belief systems that I was attached to. Mm. So it was a lot about emptying my mind from the way it was looking, the way it was seeing. And then... Okay, so let me just put it this way. By doing so, I had this kind of like an awakening. My mind just blew open. Mm. I felt like my head open. 
And suddenly I was like in this divine order of some kind, mm. which was so different to anything that I was expecting. So that was the beginning of it. Mm. But I was still getting triggered. Mm -hmm. And it's like an awake state, but I was like, still felt annoyances and, you know, things were triggering me. And so then I began to look through this more open mind into going like, what are the triggers? And I realized that my attitude towards triggers were punitive. Mm. It's like a trigger, I'm like, oh, not this thing again. <laughs> right? Because mm -hmm. I just wanted to be in that space that was so vast and open and cosmic, really. Yeah. <laughs> and something was always dragging me back in here, like, triggers, you know. And then I realized that I have a very bad attitude towards these triggers, mm. like they shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. I eventually realized that by journeying, by going like, okay, yay, triggers, I want to befriend you. I want to at one with you. I want to the atonement, the ultimate atonement. I want to be one with with you. Like, what, who are you? Let me get to know you. Mm. And then it was um, some, what was mysterious about that, that suddenly the feelings were saying like, well, uh, we also want to know you. Mm. So learning to go into that like an uh, honesty and actually expressing to my feelings how much I didn't like them mm. and revealing my hidden levels of non-acceptance of them and making it visible, making it it's like, hey, feelings, I don't like it, I don't like you. Mm. And I don't like myself not liking you on top of it. Mm -hmm. So it was like a lot of work was actually more with my mind until the mind changed into presence. I don't know how it happened. I did a lot of work with men and men's groups and mm. learning how to be present with another person, mm. how to be present with the feminine. You know, with women, and uh, that was beautiful, because I realized a lot of what what I, my relationship to my feelings were very similar to what I had towards my female friends and my partners. Mm. So yeah, that was my journey. Yeah, beautiful. Had a lot to do with the mind, actually, like a mind awakened to the fact. It's almost like the, the double vision of the two eyes have turned into one eye. And that one eye became present for feelings through a vision, like an inner vision, which could actually really see feelings for what they truly were by stepping back and allowing the feelings to inform the mind about themselves. So that was the mystery. It's like, hello, feeling. Tell me more about yourself by making space, huh? Like really making space and creating this really safe space for them. Yeah, 
I really love that. It's a relationship to them that really is very different to one that is trying to heal them, Mm -hmm. get rid of them, fix them. That's it. And has an attitude that they're problematic, that they shouldn't be here. Mm. And so much of that is unconsciously happening. Mm. So I really hear in your journey there became a really clear awareness Mm. of, oh my God, I actually do not like these Mm. feelings. Wow, like I am fully judging them and then judging myself for judging them. And that's quite a strong level of awareness Mm -hmm. to actually be able to see that Mm -hmm. judgment, original judgment, and then the judgment of of the judgment. Mm. It's incredibly powerful and usually happening beneath awareness. Yeah. Mm. And it still continues. It's like a never-ending mystery because it's like... It opens and then it opens more and there's like a different level of communication. Mm. And when I when they disappear, I begin to really pay attention. What I what did I just do? That my feeling realm's just not with me. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. Well, how about you? Like, what was your like beginning? How did it start for you with feelings? Mm. Before I go there, I just want to just name one thing that you said, which was really beautiful and I think incredibly, I mean, in many ways it's so obvious, but it's so hard for us to see this, is that we're actually rejecting our moment-to-moment experience Mm -hmm. so much. And we're doing it with the mind and it's happening in the body. So to be able to come down and go, wow, What would happen if I just start to let my experience be Mm -hmm. just as it is? Yeah. And let that inform me, but like just actually let it be. Mm. So I just wanted to kind of name that because Mm -hmm. we, like this is our human experience and yet we're in this kind of fight with it. Yeah. The whole time rather than because we're so scared of it. And it's really intense Mm. for many. Beautifully put. Yeah, so Mm. I just want to name that. Um, And also just just to mm -hmm. find that that next question, like be with it. And can you, can you allow them? Yeah, can you let them be? And if you're really honest, what's the answer? Many times saying, no, I can't. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, yeah, initially, I think that's really mm, That's thing. what I mean. Yeah, totally. Like we we cannot let them be. Yeah. I mean, there's just incredible layers of judgment. Mm. And, you know, as you said before, there's emotions and then there's these other experiences that we don't even notice, like confusion mm-hmm. or dissociation and numbness or tiredness, we don't see them as states to be welcomed, feelings to be welcomed. We've got massive amounts of judgment of them and then we're judging that we're in that. Mm. You know, so, I mean, I just, this whole realm. And how about nothing? Nothing. Yeah, Yeah. nothing is a feeling. Totally. Like we're feeling nothing, like, wow, great, let's have a look at that. Nothing. 
Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Again, I love your responses. Like, mm. it's like, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> there's so much in nothing. Suddenly it's everything, so isn't it? I mean, there are just certain certain ones that I love. Like, I love meeting confusion and I love meeting mm. dissociation, which is very similar to nothing. Nice, nice. Uh, it's it's anyway. We're just going to keep going off on a million tangents. Oh but, my um, god, we're so good to, at that. We're going to come back to these one, you know, another podcast. But let's come back to you. Mm. Where did it start for you? Mm. Um, yes. Well, um, my journey started in the polar opposite to yours. My journey started with a lot of overwhelming feeling. So my feeling body is just so loud and has been from a very young age. Like I was drowning in my feeling realm. Um, one of the things I didn't realize was that not everyone feels to this degree. I just mm. assumed that everyone had the same kind of feeling body and that because my feelings were so loud and so intense that it obviously indicated that there was something really wrong with me. That I, you know, that the presence of shame and worthlessness and you know, this constant feeling that whatever I did was never good enough. I assumed that everyone kind of must be so together because they're not crippled by these feelings mm -hmm. and they're not talking about them. So um, I immersed myself in my early 20s in meditation retreats and, and the study and practice of somatic psychotherapy because it was the only place that talked about it. Mm -hmm. You know, so this is 30 years ago as well, you know, even less kind of you know, acceptance and tolerance of negative states. And so my journey was really how on earth do I meet these experiences? And at that stage, I was desperately trying to heal them. So the frame that I was given was that I had, you know, complex PTSD so I was kind of looking at it that it was a result of my childhood and my meditation. I had to work harder. So that was my first 20 years, kind of trying to get them under control. And, you know, long retreats were the only times where I would actually have a break from the intensity. So mm. for me, I had to learn maps of the mind to make sense of, which really helped initially. You know, I realized, you know, 20 years into it and I was in my early 40s and I was just like, oh, none of this works, actually. Therapy doesn't wow. work. Meditation doesn't work. In fact, like even though there was stability, mm -hmm. there was this incredible intensity in my experience as soon as I did anything wrong or as soon as I, you know, experienced rejection or judgment, it was so overwhelming. So for me, it only came later on in my journey when I started to learn 
to actually rest in the calmness and spaciousness of my body, not to get rid of the feelings, Mm -hmm. but to welcome them. Exactly. So the frame that I had was a Tibetan Buddhist somatic practicing Mm -hmm. lineage that really taught me to place my attention differently. So for me, in my body, none of it could come from the mind. It just didn't, the mind or any attitude didn't make a difference in my feeling body, but learning to place most of my attention into the calm and into the spaciousness and to start to bow to these feelings. Mm. To start to go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I am completely misperceiving you, like really starting to understand that it was my perception of the feelings that was causing the suffering. And that in order to get to know them, because my feeling body was so loud, I had to learn to turn the volume down Mm -hmm. by not looking at them directly. Wow, that's really good. So for people who are, you know, really strong in the feeling body, something like Mm. somatic psychotherapy can actually be like pouring petrol onto Mm -hmm. a fire. Yeah. Because it just keeps your perception glued Mm -hmm. into what you think you're meeting. That's such an important distinction right there because I I totally relate to it myself. Mm -hmm. I remember having these incredible feelings like so strong Mm. and me just going, hey, feelings, I can't handle this. Could you slow down? And I was amazed how intelligent that all that whole feeling around me is it's just said okay i'll give it to you in small increments and it's mm. completely communicative once i developed that communication with it it said okay let's do it in smaller bits and uh, you know opening space more space for feelings to yeah to play in like rather than compressed as they can be mm. yeah this i like that you mentioned that yeah, that really, you know, I really like that you mentioned this. Like, they are so intelligent. Mm, I know. And when you start to meet them with humility mm-hmm. and with this attitude of, I am so sorry, mm-hmm. and how, how can I begin to meet you? How can I begin to feel with you so that I understand you. Mm. And they completely change in their vibration. I mean, for starters, they're actually really surprised when you notice them. Mm -hmm. They are so surprised that someone is actually communicating with them. Mm -hmm. And they're almost shocked. They're shocked. Because they go like, are you talking to me? They're so used to being ignored, rejected. They're so used to being treated like they're problematic mm-hmm. and traumatic and that they've given up. Mm-hmm. So when you meet them like this, they're, they're 
like they do exactly that. They're like, mm-hmm. what? Uh, sorry, like, mm-hmm. what, did someone just notice me? Or oh, they don't even believe this is happening. God, Isn't I just, it? I can't believe we're having this conversation. <laughs> That's just, it's, they, they behave in, in very particular ways. At first, they're so shocked and they, they love it. They love mm-hmm. that someone's noticed them and then yeah. they don't trust you. Bingo. Bingo. Exactly. Same page. It's just like, totally okay, don't trust you. I don't trust you and we are going to have to build a relationship mm-hmm. and the trust isn't on my side, mm-hmm. it's on theirs. I've got to yeah. wait for them to trust me and that can take some time mm-hmm. because they are really, they're just so used to being squashed, mm-hmm. rejected, perceived negatively. Yeah. They're just like, I'm Yeah, not they're timid. They're so timid. Mm. They're, they're in so much pain mm. and they're so used to being rejected for eons yeah. that they they can hardly move. And that is the pain, is that rejection. They're just like, it's like a little child when you don't give it any attention. What is it going to look like? Yeah, That's the light they need to receive. And for them, a lot of light is not necessarily better. Say a little bit more about that. Oh, I know, my God, I'm going to be in total meltdown. <laughs> and as you hear it, you know what I love about it. <laughs> Did you hear what I'm saying? And I, of course, hear what you're saying totally. That's really quite fascinating that some of them never met any light because they just keep meeting this rejection, you know, punitive attitudes, dismissal, and completely like oblivion. Like, what feelings? What are you talking about? What's that? Actually, sometimes I compare it to. Uh, like a nuclear um, satellites, mm-hmm. you know? Like there's mind is these little satellites. It's like pointing at these feelings and like, you move, we'll shoot you down. Yeah. That's, that's how it actually shows on a manifestation in the world. Like when you look at it, the whole army and all of that, all the, all the nuclear power, it's all so controlled. I mean, that's, the feelings are like a nuclear power because they're so compressed. Mm. When it finally begins to open up, they really just want to pour out. And we're so scared of it. I think well, I was freaked out. Can when I, I just p- I just want to say that when you just said that metaphor mm-hmm. of like the mind is there and, mm-hmm. and with this thing of like you move, I'm going to shoot you, mm-hmm. I just nearly cried. Like it's it's a beautiful metaphor and Mm -hmm. it is this thing where they're not just a little bit rejected Mm. they are hated Mm -hmm. we hate them they move in us Mm. a sense of insecurity moves Mm. in us and we hate ourselves for it and we're terrified of them and we're terrified that they're going to ruin everything Mm. the terror The terror we feel is actually not the feeling. It's us being scared of them. Yeah. Like the fear of God that is mentioned in some scriptures, you know. It's fear of feelings. Fear of feelings. Because when they come in their beauty and in their splendor and in their exquisite, delicious mystery. Yeah. It's freaky. If 
for the mind to realize how wrong it was. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It's freaky and it's really profoundly beautiful. Like, I mean, it is just, I think for me, mm. when you start to make space for the feeling realm, when you start to kind of, actually, I'm not going to fight you anymore. Mm-hmm. I really want to get to know you. Like it's a direct mm. experience. Wow. It's not a it's not a conceptual experience with the mind. Mm. When you start to go, I'm gonna make space, I'm gonna welcome this vibration. Mm. How do I welcome this vibration? And you start to actually commune with them, even the slowest tiniest melting the experience Mm. is profound Mm. because you don't get it from the mind you just get this direct experience of like oh Mm. my god I have totally misperceived you and it is the most incredible self-forgiveness And it's not like forgiving yourself for doing something wrong. It's this like, it's me. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this to myself. Like I said, oh my God, because that's where your God, you know, your God state, your God you, you know, the the child of God. It's awe. It's an experience of awe. To see that this vibration mm. is actually love yes. that has been rejected. It's the vibration of existence itself. Yes. And and for me, the way that came mm-hmm. was like um, I changed my attitude towards feelings from punitive to loving, which I had to kind of was like, I don't even know how to love you, but Asking, hey, God, how can I love you, right? And then develop that genuine, genuine love for them. It's like, oh, feelings. Like my shame is like, sweetheart, come mm. here. And it was the, the most incredible moment of my so far existence as I know it was when not only did I begin to love my feelings and my feelings begin to love me back, and created the heart, mm. created the the child of the two, you know, the masculine, feminine in me, birthed this heart that was brand new. It's nothing to do with what I thought love was. Yeah. So it was this like, oh, oh, this is the divine union within. Oh my God, where are we going with this, huh? From what I understand um, through my own experience, and it's so interesting because you say, mm-hmm. you know, because you're coming from mm-hmm. like this strong light and the strong mind, the strong spirit, down into receiving and welcoming feeling body, mm. I'm coming from like swimming in the feeling realm yeah. and 
like in a way we we've got so many similar things that we did but like from the opposite direction mm. so like when you go how i don't even know how to welcome you i don't even know mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. to receive you but i'm trying mine was i don't know how to feel with you mm-hmm. because you terrify me in the mm-hmm. body like you're so overwhelming so mine was more like, where do I place my attention in order for me to be able to stay open in every single cell of my being to receive this vibration? So I would, I would have to place my attention pretty much in like outer space mm. and deep in the earth. And so wide, I would look for the space outside of that vibration that normally pulls me in because of its intensity. Mm. And so my question was, how, I don't know how to feel with you. I don't know how to receive you with an open being. Mm. And that was my... That was my intention and then I would let my body find the way and it would be, you know, all my practice sessions would be hours because it was, you know, I'd have a really intense feeling and it was like, how do I meet you? But every single drop of those hours was so delicious because it was like the complete opposite of anything I had ever done. And just even that kind of paradoxical turning was it, it was so delicious for me and mm. for the feeling realm that somebody was wanting to receive it with love mm. with an openness you know and you say it births in the heart when i could be incredibly present mm. my concentration if i meet the feeling realm my concentration locks on Mm-hmm. I don't have to sit in meditation. If I'm making space for the feeling realm, I can be so present for hours without effort. Mm-hmm. And when I can be with a sensation and open up and it can move through me in this incredibly subtle terrain, and then it can move through the heart, I can feel it through the heart. There's something that happens where the feeling and presence Mm -hmm. become like this electromagnetic field, Mm -hmm. like electro, electric from the mind and the magnetic from the feeling. And when that balances Mm -hmm. and there is this kind of equal meeting of both, it's... Wow. (laughs) It's like, it's awe. Yes. And it's not only, it's like this direct communication with God, Mm. but so much insight is illuminated through the body. It just like shows me Mm. through the body, like all the times I have misperceived this vibration or how I've moved from it or I can't even put it into words. Mm. But, you know, I just the way you speak it, for mm. me it's like a revelatory. You know, mm. like it's a revelation 
of what that actually is really like from that will, will's perspective, the feeling around perspective. And what I love about it is that you're transferring just by going there. Mm. I'm feeling it everywhere. And then another thing I really loved, how your voice changed when you came into that heart space. Mm. Like you just suddenly spoke totally differently. It was incredible <laughs> just to listen to you. Yeah. There's that, an alignment that happens mm, in the body where the energy can move through and it is in, it's in this alignment mm-hmm. with what is. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not changing what is. You know, what would be considered shame. It yeah. could be really intense feeling when given space mm. is a vibration that I've never been able to be with. And I come into alignment with what is actually, mm-hmm. get this, yeah. present. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hello. And, <laughs> and then you said another thing there and you said something to be present for. Because, you know... Whereas men, from my perspective, when you show me that, what you just revealed mm. so eloquently, so beautifully, right? Mm. But somatically at the same time that I felt the transference of that experience, that makes me present. Mm. That, because I have something to be present for. Mm. When I just hear words, yeah. I go like, yeah, I've got already plenty of those <laughs> thoughts in my mind. Yeah. But when you bring this quality into the mix, I go like, oh, hello. Mm. I'm learning. I'm being informed mm. virtually by the divine. Mm. It's like, oh, now I'm present because there is something to be present for. Yeah. Let me put it into this. I think there is like a, in this world, the way I see it, there is like this stalemate. Mm. Like women are waiting for this presence, so present men. Mm. And I think men are waiting for women to enter these realms. Mm. So we have, we have that present to be present for. And I think... Men are waiting for women, and women are waiting for men, and there's a stalemate where it's just not happening. So, like, well, who's going to start? Well, we don't know yet. Mm, I'm totally with you. And, and the reality is, unless we learn how to be present to this mm. level of intensity within us, because let's just say a feeling of insecurity arises, and you know, it arises in response to your partner's behavior. Mm-hmm. Rather than seeing this response is happening in me, mm-hmm. it is a pattern of oh, God, this is so that's good. arising. So normally we go into the pattern arises, mm-hmm. we experience it as insecurity or I'm not feeling safe because you did that. Mm-hmm. And then we arrive, we get the perception of what we think is happening and the reaction mm-hmm. and we go into the emotion and we're blaming. Exactly. So in order to be able to stay present to mm-hmm. my experience that let's say I have to perceive as, okay, and my starting point is up comes insecurity. 
So if I can start to be present to this vibration of insecurity and I start to meet that with love within myself, I come out of any drop of story of what is happening because I would know this feeling well in myself. And I start to give that space and start to let that inform me, which is a journey. It's not a kind of five-minute mm-hmm. thing. When I start to have a relationship to my feeling body mm-hmm. and start to be able to let that inform me. Beautiful. You know, and what you're saying is if I communicate that, mm-hmm. wow, I'm feeling this feeling that terrifies me or that I interpret as such and such. And and I really stay with that sensation in my body, Mm. even when I have no idea what it is, and I vibrate that. Yes. Then my partner is receiving the vulnerability underneath Mm -hmm. all my protectors. And more than likely, his little army will just kind of like put down their weapons. Mm. And we, we're starting from a very different perspective. Mm. But, you know, I guess what I'm saying is in response to what you're saying is unless we know how to meet these feelings. First, yeah. We can't. Like, you know, learning to vibrate them, learning mm. to let them move, learning to let them inform us and learning to communicate and get to know them. Mm then we're just coming from these deeply entrenched belief systems that are personal and collective Mm. and they just feel so real and they're so deeply, deeply entrenched. So, yeah, yeah, we're at a stalemate, but in order to kind of unravel that stalemate, Mm. you know. We've got to begin. And one of us begins, you know, one becomes extremely present. Mm. Present for their own feelings, so they no longer blame you, mm. right? Because when when a woman blames a man, he thinks he's done something wrong immediately, and now he's gone, he's yeah. out. It's like, oh God, it's my fault again. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, but, he's already in his little protective pattern. But when you begin to make that feeling visible for him, I love that expression, making the feeling visible. And, you know, the way I see it, like feelings don't talk. Feelings feel and their avenue of expression is of itself in a feeling vibration. And we men actually are very attuned to that, but we don't see much of it, Mm. you know, because... I guess, of the insecurity, of not enough safety, not enough trust. Mm. We don't get the direct. We get, let me put it to him this way. Maybe he will understand. And then it's translated from feeling into mental realm. Mm. And I get in your mental sort of what you think is going on. And it's already secondary. And I go like, okay, here comes another thought. And we all get lost. Exactly. And I guess, you know, I guess what we're kind of coming, we're coming back to is this thing where, you know, how do we feel feelings? Because at the moment Mm -hmm. in our world, we aren't feeling feelings. Mm -hmm. We're 
conceptualizing feelings. Mm -hmm. We are, I don't even know how to say it, we're kind of like, we're so violent with Mm -hmm. them. Mm. We are meeting them at such a rigid, such a physical Mm -hmm. and mental, and we aren't really able to Mm. meet feelings Mm -hmm. because the current lens that we have is that they're a problem. Mm -hmm. So we're meeting them mostly with the mind. Yeah, that's it. Do I see the thoughts expressed through words? A feeling expressed through movement mm. and a sound. For me, sound is everything. Actually, in my men's group, you know, when we do this, like a check-in, mm. first thing, like, hey, how is everyone? We don't talk. It's like, how are you? The man tunes to himself and goes like, oh, God, something like that. And the whole room goes like, I get you, thank you. The communication mm. is profound. And then the next man makes a completely different sound. And through the sound, because when we were born, right, the first year, what was there? There was no thoughts. So the most primary expression was movement and the sound. Mm. Bingo, right? Movement, sound, and I mean, there is a kinesthetic you know, there is this, you know, for me, mm. like before, mm-hmm. like if someone's really connected to their feelings, mm-hmm. when we when we feel that in ourselves mm. and we are in deep connection to that. Yeah. Mm. That communicates. That communicates. Just like, you know, we end again like it's, mm. we don't, we don't have the social structure or we don't have the yeah. the frame or the permission. You know, in your men's group, there's a permission. In mm. my therapy room, there's a permission mm-hmm. to go that slowly, mm-hmm. to take time to connect into ourselves and then meet the present moment beneath the story mm. of what we think is going on. Mm which is profound, you know, when you and I sit and where we just go purely into the feeling realm, mm. there is a, a union and, you know, we're friends. We've been friends for about eight years primarily because we noticed each other instantly yep. through the subtlety mm-hmm. and the, you know, what our passion is and the way we met feelings. Mm. And we've always had this thing when we sit in feelings together, we don't speak. No. It's true. And there's just this energetic union with ourselves mm. and with each other that is mysterious. And fully communicative. Intimate and there isn't any kind of idea of mm. what's going on. It's actually yeah. kind of... Cosmic. <laughs> kind of cosmic, yeah. Kind of cosmic. Don't know what other word to use there. Divine. That's it. Mm. Same. It's that recognition of that. Uh, it's like two, when feelings don't vibrate, there's no meeting place. When they do, we just, by default, we connect. Yeah. Just like, oh, hello. It's even in your, just the way you speak. Mm. Like you couldn't speak the way you speak. You were not, you were not. 
having this emotional intelligence that's like wow for me it's like a wow emotional intelligence mm. yeah yeah mm. it's been a training to be to to be able to be with the present moment and mm. then just learning to trust it i mean mm. we're both really big believers of that just come down from the mind yeah feel what's present and follow it mm. step back and let it lead the way let it lead the way and there's such a trust that starts to form mm. In doing that, it's just such a divine thing to let go of the reins yeah. and let your life start to move through you, the intelligence. Mm. I mean, I think that's what I love the most is that these feelings are so intelligent. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> well... That's why the ego doesn't have acceptance for them because, you know, like an ego is like an unconditional non-acceptance of feelings because it would have to find out it was just dumb. I totally get you. I totally get you. And, and I, I feel <laughs> I feel like I love the ego. It's so sweet. It's scared. I fully agree with you. Yeah, because it's you just have, but you have scared. consciousness in there. You see, you have consciousness in that. You, you saw yeah. it. I think once you see the ego, and once the ego sees itself, which only feeling can really help it to mm. to reconnect it. I think that's the healing of the ego. It's just through the feelings. That's so beautiful. Mm. That's yeah. good. I like how you express that. That's really, mm. it is, it is the, like when you see it, mm. my God, now, I, you know, even when I'm still struggling with something, I can just see it's this poor little thing. Yep. It's like, oh, so honey. So scared that it's separate from God. Mm. So scared that it's done something wrong and so scared that it will never find peace. Mm. And it just works so hard to protect itself in this fragment mm. that because it doesn't believe it's lovable, mm -hmm. it, you know. But yeah, it's true. It's true. When it's seen, mm. that softness comes. But before that, mm. eek. Yeah. You know, I've been doing this right so well for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I love there's, there is a tiny little chapter on ego. It's probably the mm. shortest chapter in the whole book. And it literally says, there's nothing wrong with ego. But it says there's a tiny little disease in the ego. And that disease can be healed. Mm. And then ego will actually nicely align with the rest of you. Yeah. It's a little... So sweet. It's so sweet. It's sweet. So like, sweet. trying so hard to be... <laughs> To help you. <laughs> trying so hard. I know. Yeah. Mm, that's good. Wow. Yeah. That kind of like sums up the whole thing, doesn't it? Yeah. The attitude towards, mm. you know, what is this mysterious feeling realm? You know, mm. I think from today it's this thing of like really changing mm. 
the attitude towards them being open that they aren't what you think they are. Mm-hmm. And that if you keep relating to them as the problem, they continue to be in so much pain mm-hmm. and they persist because they're, they're contracted mm-hmm. against this blame. You know, oh. they're just holding themselves against being blamed and told that they are in trauma or mm. that they are bad or that they're causing mm. you problems. They're like so deeply misperceived. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh. Uh, so is there anything else that you'd like to add or to summarize or express before we finish? Mm. That punitive attitude gets healed by feeling, for showing it, that it is actually its salvation or uh, its... That feeling is its own salvation. The mind that was punitive and rejecting mm. of feelings is actually learns that through feelings it can grow and deepen and remember the presence again, the presence of God within mm. that no longer judges or condemns, but is just pure presence. It's unlabel yeah. exactly. That creates a loving presence towards feeling. Feelings embrace back to the mind and birth the heart mm. and then body reflects it as in full alignment and balance within the self. Yeah, well, that was a nice summary. <laughs> that was a nice little kind of completion. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm. So thank you, Cole. Thanks, Lorella. And I'm so glad we're doing this. Um, yeah, it's a complete delight. Because it, that what you bring in is so precious for me to get it from that somatic perspective and from the feeling of the feeling person because I'm more mind for sure. Yeah. And I really love, I mean, you you come with these incredibly intricate maps and, you know, sometimes you'll just say this little thing and I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. I've never really thought about that or I've never played with it like that. Mm -hmm. And then I take it into my body and I play with it and it's just, you know, so many gifts. So I'm really looking forward to this journey where we're playing with, Mm -hmm. you know, sharing the journey from wildly different mm. polarities. That's it. And, yeah, really listening to each other, mm. really feeling each other's journey and, yeah. and getting to share it with all of you out there. So Yeah, thank you for that because I'm learning that, you know. Mm. I'm learning that to be even more receptive. Mm. I feel I'm receptive to feeling, but to actually learn it in... In a dialogue and to really... Kind of felt, a mm, felt sense dialogue. That's it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a great container for us. Yep. Beautiful. Okay. So thank you everyone for listening and staying with us. And uh, we, will be, we will be returning regularly 
with more, more explorations of this wonderful, mysterious realm of feelings. <laughs>